This week on the show, photographer Joel Belmont of the Dynamic Photography Workshops. I'm photographer Brian Fisher. And I'm model Roxanne Kelly. And this is Twip Glam. Welcome back to Twip Glam, this week in photos, glamour po- podcast. Welcome back. Thank you. It's been a little while. How have you been? It, pretty good. This is our good. first, uh, ooh, this is our first second episode in our yeah. workshop series. <laughs> the brain is soft some days. Um, we are bringing you from uh, our last workshop series item was Select Models, who does very affordable but fun more uh, local, more local kind yeah. of uh, events. To we're going to take you to the other end of the spectrum. Completely. <laughs> Joel Belmont is known for running some of the very best workshops in the Southwest. I I intentionally dug around, and I, we, we know Joel. We know he's great, but you know. You, I admit it. We do a little background check on the guests to make sure that, you know, you don't want to like, this is Bob. And then you go like, Bob is known for, you know, throwing models off volcanoes. <laughs> uh, that would we, make for interesting check photos. Up on people. <laughs> and if you go looking for Joel Belmont's uh, events, they are consistently highly, highly rated. And they are not cheapies by any means. Nope which means you set a very high bar. These people have paid a reasonable amount of money for an adventure, and they seem staggeringly happy. Yeah. So joining us today is Joel. Hey, Joel, how are you doing? Good, Brian. How are you guys doing? Hey, good. Thanks. We are happy to have you on the new show. We had you on the classic show back in the day, and you were a standout then, so you have a high bar to achieve today. Absolutely. Um, you've been very busy by the look of things. I see you have another Lake Powell event coming up before too long in the new year. And then, um, you're doing some other stuff later in the year, which we're not familiar with. And I'm going to let you explain what does your year look like next year? Well, I'm actually getting ready to head to Lake Powell now. Um, in two days, I'm launching from Bullfrog Marina in Utah on Saturday. Um, and I've, scaled back um, some of the Lake Powell trips a little bit. Um, at the peak, I was doing four weeks back to back to back to back with 12 photographers each time. We'd have six models. So it was a one to two ratio. And we'd have, you know, by the time we had a boat captain and a private chef and assistants, you know, you'd be looking at 22, 24 people, yeah. which is a lot of people to put up on location in the middle of nowhere. There's no, you know, Walmart around the corner. You basically have what you have, including, you know, showers, toilets, infrastructure, mm-hmm. everything be happy for a week. Yeah. Me, I'm going to just throw in a couple of pictures for the audience in post-production. Sure. This is what it looks like to be on one of Joel's events. Houseboat, tent, good people, good fun. Um, it is the most gorgeous country that you go to. Um, didn't, like, the things that, didn't the lake kind of dry up on you guys? <laughs> No, um, it's, it varies from year to year. Right now, it's actually experiencing one of the highest years in recent records. Wow, uh, the wonderful. The levels around 3629, and I believe full pools 3700. Oh, they go right. by I, I just remember some news from a few years back where they were like, say yeah, goodbye to Lake Powell. <laughs> they no. It really depends on the snowpack in Colorado, which is what controls the, how much it, and also how much they send down to Lake Mead and some of the other reservoirs. Yeah. Cool. So, um, but you, yeah, go ahead. 
I was going to say, you mentioned, you know, just kind of the experience out there. Um, two of the things that I love are that it isolates people um, so that they can just focus on being immersed in photography and learning and the creative experience for a week because you basically don't have much cell phone reception out there. And we actually kind of put it into our, um, you know, applications that we don't want you to be on your cell phones. We want you to just disconnect because, as you know, we're all so connected. You know, we're always on Facebook and we're always checking email and we're always answering texts and blah, blah, blah. And it makes it really hard to have like a consistent, you know, creative intensive when you're always getting distracted. So that's one of the things I really love about being in the middle of nowhere is that everybody's in a sense isolated, but it also ties everybody together kind of like a little family and we all, you know, learn from each other. Um, mm -hmm. But I also love just, you know, sitting around a campfire with, with you know, 5, 10, 12, 15 creative people that are all on the same wavelength, you know, looking at a beautiful starry sky and, and sharing ideas and waking up to sunrises. And um, yeah, it's an amazing experience. Oh, Sounds we need to really find fun. a sponsor for the show that that'll send us. Yeah. <laughs> How can we work that out? Sure. We can work something out. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow. T tomorrow. Yeah. Let's get a sponsor tomorrow that does that. That's I, I, I then we could go we on the trip. To wait to the, <laughs> got, got to get to Bullfrog by Saturday. We, we might have to wait until next year's uh, adventure. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> and back to your uh, original question about what's on the radar. Um, so I do have this trip coming up right now. And I was talking about the scale of them, how large we'd made them. I've kind of preferred to scale them back a little bit. So, well, back a lot. So now I'm taking two photographers, two models. So it's a one-to-one -one ratio. Um, we've had a chef prepare all the meals, and it's myself. So it's really a very small group. Um, we take a much smaller 26-foot boat that's a lot faster. We cover a much greater distance um, in the, the North Lake Powell workshop that we usually do. Um, we cover, I don't know, 5 to 10 miles of lake, which has side canyons all along the way. And um, now on this one, we're actually going all the way from Bullfrog down past the Escalante arm, past the San Juan arm of Lake Powell, all the way down to Page and back up again, which is about, I don't know, two thirds to three quarters of the lake. And it's, you know, the lake has over 1900 miles of shoreline. So if you do the math, it's a, it's a pretty significant area. Yeah. Um, nice. But I'm, I'm really loving these small trips. It, that's how I started out doing the workshops with just small groups of three or four photographers. Um, and it just builds an even tighter knit sense of family. Um, well, my, so my events oh. grew to the biggest one was 250 people and it was like herding cats. Yeah. And I went home and said, I'm never having another event again. And of course, right. exactly three months later, I was advertising next year's event. <laughs> uh, but I pulled it way, way back and I was happier. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it just, the more you add, you just add more logistics and more headaches and you're mm -hmm. trying to please more people that have different, you know, preferences and yeah, it's, it's challenging. Um, but I, so I, I'm uh, doing the one this week. I'm doing one again in May of next year, uh, May 19th to 27th. I'm offering the same workshop again. It's limited to only two photographers. It only has one spot currently left on it. Um, and that's the only thing I have on the radar for Lake Powell next year. But the one that you mentioned, I'm doing uh, what's called the Metamorphic Nude Workshop in Western Colorado um, next fall, which will be at the end of September and early October. And that's a cool trip in itself, too. I spent uh, several years kind of researching and driving around and location scouting um, Western Colorado. And so we go through um, a really cool Canyon, uh, it's called Debet Canyon. The first day we go down into a Canyon called Escalante, which is not the same as Escalante in Utah. 
it's uh, shares some of the same um, Navajo sandstone as well, and very um, interesting areas like you know an old mining cabin from the 1800s that is uh, all carved out of stone. Um, and then we go up into the mountains above Ure, and we time it to go along with the peak fall colors with the aspen trees changing so that, you know, again, I try to always have something for everybody that it's, it is a nude workshop and we do focus on um, content and pushing boundaries and elevating your creativity, but also, you know, nothing wrong with being able to make some really awesome landscape pictures of aspen trees that are gold and red reflecting in a, a lake with a blue sky above um, as well. You know, Love it's not it. terrible. So um, I I think I don't have to give the standard announcement, but I will anyway. Um, There are nudity. There's some nudity in this one. (laughs) And if you would like to see the unedited nudity, you have to go over to thisweekinphoto.com, be signed into the website and scroll down and you'll see it embedded in the blog post for this episode. Otherwise, if you are in general uh, YouTube or if you're getting a download, you're going to see a bit of privacy boxes to uh, to keep the the demons away, known no, no, as no. sensors. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but before too long, I, we're we're gonna jump onto this. I I I was just a pleasure. I we we set this interview up kind of last minute because you were heading out of town, and so I. I ended up picking the pictures running through and it was so hard. I literally have a folder of 60 images that I would love to show people. Yeah. Well, maybe they can go and check out his work on their own. Do do you choose your models for the workshop or do do people kind of crowdsource that? No, I do it myself by hand. And that's probably one of the things I spend the most time on every year. Um, I have very high standards, not in the sense that I'm looking for like some kind of, you know, high quality, you know, perfect proportioned, you know, 20 years of experience or 10 years or whatever at her belt or his belt. But I try to um, find models that complement each other so that they don't all look the same, that are different ethnicities, that have different proportions, that are different heights. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, in recent years, I've worked with more male and female. Um, so I, I basically try to give people a visual balance, you know, that they're not all basically making images of, of people that all look the same, which is really important to me. And then also trying to find within that models that do have experience and that aren't, um, you know, as much of a glamor background, more of, um, kind of a blending into nature and more of, um, becoming part of an idea that's bigger than just, you know, here's me, Well, I, which, which happens with everybody, but you know, there, sometimes there, you can, the reason I ask is, and again, it's obviously personal taste and everybody has a different photographic style and, right. and, and models are very much project dependent on what body type and what face type you look right. for. Well, I love your choices. I mean, really, they, they are regularly curvy enough to, to work with the, the curves in nature. They are not so curvy that you have to, I mean, they're, they're, it's as if you took the landscape first and then said, I need somebody that, that will fits work in. with this. Yeah, it, that makes sense. It's really hard to balance. Um, it's, it's trying to find somebody because in our workshops, we do teach a lot on visual narratives and you don't want somebody that polarizes the image. And it's tough because sometimes, you know, we've had people on our workshops, you know, and I always find ways to work people in ways that work. But, you know, if, if you have a model that you know, has an extremely large chest, it's, it's hard to get past that in the image. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I try to find um, figure types that don't 
you know, aren't exaggerated one way or another, but kind of in a neutral, you know, classically beautiful sense so yeah, that it you, helps. You don't want to overpower the landscape if sort of, if that makes yeah, sense. Or, or yeah. Polarize it. yeah. So our first sure. image, and admittedly, this one's a bit of a classic, but it's also one of my favorite images, one of my favorite light painting images ever. <laughs> uh, it's from a first uh, Lake Powell workshop. That's fun. It is fantastic. I, uh, is this, uh, I mean, obviously this is the middle of the night. Is yeah. this everybody going, well, there's nothing left to do. And somebody went, wait, there's one more thing. Yeah, that was me. Um, <laughs> I'm just always trying to expand people's minds as to what's possible. You know, I don't want people to come to a workshop and learn, like, I don't want them to be little mini versions of me. I want to take what they're interested and passionate about and just elevate that as much as I can. Sure. And within that, I try to, you know, have a wide scope of, you know, not only techniques that we teach and, um, you know, model communication and collaboration, which is huge, um, but also just different little interesting things that really have a whole, you know, world that could be explored, such as light painting. Um, and with this, I mean, it's it's very simple. I mean, I, I think all this was done with a headlamp and I threw a red and green gel over it at different times, but I just, I like to expand people's ideas of what's possible and just say, look, I mean, take a headlamp, find a dark spot, get a model to pose for you for, you know, 30 seconds and see what you can create. Cause it's really, that's a beautiful thing about light painting is it's only as limited as your imagination. Mm -hmm. Since you're not limited to the, you know, obviously the way that you normally see things with light, you can create, you know, shapes that don't normally exist and you can create light scenarios that don't normally exist. And I try not to just have it be kind of a you know, a, a cheeky, like cliche thing of like, you know, light painting for light painting's sake. I try to have them interact with, you know, these, like she's acknowledging the green light that's above her and she's turning away from this hot sense to a cooler sense. And I try to have it make sense within the image. So it's not, you know, mm -hmm. nice. I, I have only one piece of light painting advice. I had a student that was going to show how great he was and do some light painting for a project and I'm watching him and he's doing the same shot over and over and over again. And I, I'm like, what you doing? And <laughs> he's like, I'm just trying to put my name over the top of the model. He's like trying oh to my draw goodness. But, but he's trying to do it in mirror and he can't pull off all the letters <laughs> in mirror. And I'm, oh, like, no. I'm like, dude, you got Photoshop. Just, just write it normally right. and then turn it around. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> oh. I think, think kind of started that one, but it, um, yeah, there's there's a lot more creativity you can do. It's just, it's it's total okay. cliche, but yes, if you want to make a figure, just draw it the way you think you need to. It'll be fine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, some work that I haven't seen until today. This is amazing. It looks like she's popping yes, out of like a waterfall or something crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. This is on the cover of Model Society magazine, which I co-edited that issue, and we um, included a lot of content from. Um, some of our workshops, it's interesting, this image, a lot of people look at it and think she's jumping out of water where it's sand. Um, and so I always have, for me, that's one of the interesting thing about things about art is to, um, see people's reactions to it. I feel like when I'm most effectively in my own personal work, um, working that it kind of holds a mirror to the viewer and they kind of get out of it, you know, what they bring with their own experience. And it also elevates that a little bit. So you know, a person that has kind of a morose look out, outlook on life might see something that's really dark and maybe morbid and somebody that's more spiritually minded might see the, you know, how it's uplifting and 
No, I, I'm I'm feeling more uplifted, but was yeah. it a little misty or what's what's causing well, that not light misty. haze I said behind? It was is it fog sand? Or? That's what he said. No, sand. It's a, it's it is a little bit of sand, but um, I like to bring a fogging machine. Oh, oh that's cool. Okay. You're right. <laughs> This particular canyon, you're basically looking down the canyon, and the sun sets right between these two um, narrow places, and it lights, it backlights it beautifully. Um, and even in slot canyons, I've tried times. You know, there's the, the typical thing that people go into slot canyons and throw sand in the air, and I just don't like having sand in my equipment. So, yeah. so on, <laughs> you will, you will appreciate one of my many, many, many projects that I have kind of laying around. I am working on a propane-powered fog machine. Nice. Yeah. Which uh, should be suitcase size and put out unbelievable amounts of fog. That's what I kind of use if yeah. you want yeah. to collaborate. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, looking at this, I'm like, maybe I should make two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love the figures in art. I mean, sorry, the nature um, figure art. I think it's what I've, I think, two or three shows ago. We had a few of those and really liked it. And this is one of those that is beautiful. Yeah. I, I yeah. just love the, the rock. I mean, the girl's nice too, but I love the rocks and all the yeah. lines coming together. <laughs> yeah. This particular image is made by Craig Blacklock, who co-teaches with me on some of the Lake Powell trips. Um, the cool thing about this is he worked with a very wide angle lens, but it was a tilt shift lens. So um, he made, he set it up with the final image in mind. Uh, shifted the lens down, made the lower half of the image, shifted the lens up, made the upper half of the image, and then stitched them together. So it's a double resolution image, which cool. creates ah. a wider angle of view than you'd normally see, kind of like, you know, stitching files in general, but also in increases the resolution in a way that it doesn't like warp anything, but it leaves it intact. So I, that's really I, neat. On, in my non glamour world, I do a bit of gigapan photography, these you uh -huh. know, thousand, so you know thousand megapixel uh, images. Yeah. And on my list of to-dos is to do some modeling gigapan work where oh. you strategically put the models where they will get a whole image <laughs> and uh, and yep. then shoot some sort of crazy resolution. Huh. I, another too many projects. Yeah. Not enough time. <clears throat> the, the cool thing about that is you can, if you start with your um, image, you create your image without the model in it. If you just finish that and then put the model in, from the same camera perspective, um, you can just shoot the model herself through different poses and, and then, then drop, drop her in later. Yeah. So mm. yeah, with that kind um, of cheating, it is cheating. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's hard to do those size files over and over and over. Again. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be shocked how, how, how slow your computer gets when, when the single TIFF image is a hundred gigabytes. Yeah. I would imagine. Um, so uh, obviously fog machine again similar idea yes. but i liked this one because where the other one is sort of like this angel going to heaven feel about mm -hmm. it this is wild party yeah <laughs> i was thinking skipping down like the yellow brick road or something <laughs> is this multiple exposures or three models nope nope three models um and i always have a thing and i, I you know talk about this at the beginning of the workshops that we teach but I always try to have images with multiple models that make sense, you know, not ones where they're like, you know, hugging and kissing and doing things that you don't normally come across. Not that you necessarily, you know, walk up a canyon, normally see three nude women jumping either, but it happens to me all the time. I, you just don't go to the right uh, places. 
Um, I, I like to create images where, you know, there's, it, you know, plays on, you know, relationships, how some people are stronger and they help people that aren't as strong, right? Whatever the concept is. And, you know, with this, I just love the, the ele elegant nature of the silhouetted forms. Mm, um, that first squirrel is amazing. Yeah. The one on the, the, one on the right. Yeah. She's, yeah. That's she's got her. quite she's, a form. Yeah. Actually, she just had her first child and unfortunately she won't be modeling for me anymore, but she's oh. one of my all time favorite models. Um, she's you never very, know. She could come back. That would be wonderful. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one of the, the strange joys and, and some of it comes because I'm a dad and I've got, yeah girls that are are in you know 20 ish but mm -hmm. um i have really enjoyed photographing a model and then even if i only work with them one day you kind of have that strange connection to them mm -hmm. and you end up following them on facebook and chatting and pretty soon they're kind of your friend even though you're 20 years or 30 years older which is weird and um but then you get to watch them kind of they, they go from being this this I know it sounds bad that you're objectifying someone, but they're an object that you photographed. And then they kind of become kind of a friend and then kind of you watch them almost like um, like a parental figure watching them kind of move on into their <laughs> life. And I've got right. I've got two models right now that that just had their first kids. And I was on the, the very short list of people to notify. And I'm thinking, I've only known this person in person for four hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny how that works. And somehow I'm a special person. <laughs> and, I, and I'm very flattered. They look at those pictures every day. That's why. <laughs> it's possible. I think it has to do with there's so few times in life that whether you're a photographer, a painter, or whatever, you spend, you know, just a, a consecrated amount of time in creative collaboration with someone working to create something that's the the sum of the two parts that you guys bring yeah. to it that's if you know, uh, world of cell phones and computers and everything and you know facebook and it's it's hard to just isolate and do an analog experience where it's just about nature and creativity and mm -hmm. wonderful things well the photographer and model have a a very powerful rapport you're you're on a level of rapport that few married couples have right. for sure and then I, I think you hit on something that in today's world uh we we have become very divorced from having rapport with people because I can be your Facebook buddy forever and we can know so much about one another, but we don't have any rapport because we haven't heard each other's voice. We haven't been in the same room for any amount of time or in any intensive way. Mm -hmm. Brian, I've never met you in person. It's really sad. It is really <laughs> sad. What can we possibly do to fix that? Wait, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would have loved to be one of the models um, when you guys were doing uh, the bigger workshops, too. I think yeah, that would have been really Maybe fun. we need to talk you into adding a workshop someday that is uh, that's a Our this focus? week in photo yeah. <laughs> badged yeah, we could, workshop. Actually, years ago, I think I contacted you about it, but I think you were full already. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know why that, you know, I, I go through models every year and it seems like the ones that I contacted in the past keep getting pushed on the list. I need to have like a top of mind yeah, yeah. You, well i think <laughs> you, we had talked about trying to do a collaboration but you were in your mad mad mode of working day and night mm -hmm. that happens um I, but definitely yeah let's let's talk about it, it could maybe find I, I suspect we could find uh half a dozen people who'd like to go out to the desert and i would the imagine so <laughs> imagine. um yeah i love these little holes those little interesting egg piece pods. of geology <laughs> i spend 
in addition to all this, the time I've, I've been going to Lake Powell for 10 years and, you know, 1900 miles of shoreline is a lot of shoreline to cover. Um, I've probably been through 85 to 90% of it. Um, the caveat on top of that is the lake level is always changing right now. Those holes are under 30 feet of water. Oh. Mm. Um, Little known and, fact, models are actually a geologic formation like a geode. <laughs> but, you know, the cool thing is it opens up new places. In some years, it's even lower. You, you know, find underwater caves that you never knew existed and arches and all sorts of cool things. But, so um, yeah, I just love looking for little details in the landscape. It's such a grand landscape to work with um, that I love. In addition to that, trying to find little, you know, nooks and crannies. And it's always tough to have, you know, typical model in a whole image without it just you know covering up the hole and not being that interesting and mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah i, I gotta tell awesome. you in searching for these i love this uh super wides that that were i presume mm -hmm. crocked for your website use but i really okay, like I them i i i feel like i want this picture printed about 10 feet across Right, like above you know, your bed or something. As like well, a, as that art. might get a little strange. Well, as art. I was thinking down the hallway. Oh, okay. <laughs> My parents will get over it. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a general philosophy about printing large. Um, and the la most of the last twenty years, I've worked in large format film, four by five inch negatives, for the primary purpose of being able to print large. Uh, more recently, I've been with the workshops working digitally, just for more you know quicker feedback and not being able to develop film on a houseboat and so on and so forth. But for me, larger images are more of kind of a window into an experience. Whereas like kind of a small thing on a wall is kind of a small thing on a wall. And so I love creating art where you're almost, you know, you're in front of it and you're almost transported to that place. But it becomes less of an object and more of a yeah, experiential thing. This feels absolutely like an experience. Yes. That would be incredible and to I, swim like that so in that water. Here in the studio, I have to tell you, Roxanne, you haven't seen this picture. Well, you have, sort of. <laughs> uh, it, the, the version that we have displayed on the monitor for Roxanne to see does not have the incredible punch and color that the original does oh. that yellow will just knock your socks off so mm. you actually have to watch the episode online this okay. time because they all know yeah he knows yeah I but know. i don't you don't <laughs> i feel <laughs> so gold. left out <laughs> it is liquid gold it is just absolutely gorgeous it's a beautiful image and she has such a great the great angle i mean yeah. you probably do but she has a very nice uh shape to her as well she does it's it's tough because you know you're this only happens right at sunset when the, the light starts bouncing around on the walls and creates this golden hue but at the same time you know the air temperatures drop and models you know 68 69 degree water you're good for a couple minutes but after a while you want to get warm again yeah i as, understand as that i was telling um one of our other guests craig colvin who's a, another oh, great photographer yeah, he's, he's been to our workshops he's a great guy oh yeah uh, one of my another one of my side projects is I'm building some underwater strobes, and this would be great to to do some of this work, but illuminate the lake in a big way. Yeah, yeah. that would be he's, so you don't have to wait for sunset. He's definitely pushing a lot of creative boundaries with what he's doing. Yeah, mm -hmm. we like him a lot. Maybe we can just do one big mega group. We'll get all of the guests and skip all. This. <laughs> well, or we could bring fans too, but <laughs> it would be really great to get all of the. Uh, all the guests together someday. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, explain. I, I, I want the idea behind it. Go ahead. 
I like that I look at this and of course immediately the 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 girl with the arms out snaps right to me. I don't I don't see the second girl for a minute. She's sort yeah. of the it's almost like she's the other stone in the picture. Mhm. I like it. So Roxanne, you'd mentioned you want to know what it means. What is it? What do you get out of it? I don't know. Um sorrow. I get um suffering. It seems like the the girl that model that's laying on the ground is um sad in some way. And maybe that's a reflection of me. <laughs> no. Well, I hope yeah. not. <laughs> um, it's it's very similar to what, you know, and again, that's the beauty of it is everybody gets their own interpretation out of it, but it is similar along the lines of what I was going for. I was going for um, you know, you have this impressive rock expanse that's just being basically suspended. And I want to have the, the model standing up, basically trying to hold that above and off of the model below. Oh, um, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, it looks kind of like a tree branch in my picture I, here. I realize uh, I, I actually kind of thought of a more religious theme cross going there. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of a, a suffrage. Yeah. Not nah, just the way her arms kind of fit yeah. the rock crevice. Again, it's the beauty of it is exactly. any image that is sufficiently profound you get a hundred different uh, responses. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of sand. Yeah. <laughs> she got very sandy this day. She did. It's this good thing Anastasia. there's a lake. Yes. Um, Anastasia is another one of my favorite models. Um, she also does some workshops um, over in Italy, I believe. Hmm. I can see. Oh wait, I think we. I think I. I tried to get her on one of the shows once. I don't know what happened to yes. that. Anastasia, cool. She's. She's. I, I love working with her because she's also, in addition to being a great model, she's also an artist in her own right. And she sees things as an artist sees, which always makes collaboration that much more enjoyable. Absolutely. Um, and you kind of push things higher. Um, this is another image by uh, Craig Blacklock. And that that is the analog version without the smoke. That's, you know, with the sand being lit up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. It almost creates wings under her. Yeah, sense. it does. Like almost like a piece of cloth. Yeah. And I also love images where you have a, you know, a balance of stagnant, but also movement um, that contrast against each other. Which Mm -hmm. when you are in a a million year old rock formation, a little movement is not a bad idea. It is. Very neat. Erosion works very slowly. And this, which might be my favorite. (laughs) This is very sort of Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know. I feel anarchy a little bit. There's a little bit of that. I think it's because of the angle of the, like it's a like circle almost with. Ah, I see it. that. I so see the cool. X's. Of course, the X's yeah. are very visually powerful. And it just mm-hmm. seems like she's like, this is mine. Yeah, but then you could also take and make it, put, you could put mermaid tails on those girls. Yeah, you could. You can make it fairy tale ish. Very. Yeah. But dark. But, but what would it mean, Brian? Because then you have mermaids in the smoke. I, I <laughs> sirens, sirens. They would what be sirens. Yeah, You're see, not, I helped you. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sure we would come up with something because they couldn't be very nice mermaids. This would no. be where you're you're this is you're, where they're fighting. Yes. Don't don't, don't end up here. Luring pirates mm-hmm. into the water to drown. Yeah, we would need some floating dead bodies <laughs> in the water, but we, we can work that out. Definitely. Swords strapped to their backs. Yes. <laughs> of the women, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I love that's another thing I love about um, creating smoke is the the layer of depth that you can create. Um, this app it also works very practically. This happened to be a, a location that it's a very busy location. I mean, beh- way back behind is a mountain of 
small rocks, it's visually distracting, and there's a lot of trees, it's visually distracting, and it helps to basically isolate and almost create a you know a, a temporary backdrop for the models in the foreground. Um, I have to give a atmosphere. sorry to interrupt. I have to give a shout out to these models because that is super uncomfortable. I'll bet. <laughs> You're crawling up on a tree with all kinds of different bark and bugs and on your bare ass. <laughs> but you know what? If I was the model up there, I would be like, man, that girl's got a good down there. She yeah, have to be on this bark. Water. What I'd have to do is look down and go, you're really brave with those leeches. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, all of them have their own little um, challenges to get through yes, they do. and to make it look as comfortable and elegant as possible. You know, the girl's doing this kind of pose where it's it looks like she's enjoying herself and she's, you know, she's really enjoying the pose and everything. And being on bark. And to be honest, it's super uncomfortable and so worth it. It is all about the that, shot. That is why Roxanne is a great model. You can make <laughs> I her was suffer. just about to say that's the mark of a true model is when you can take something that's super uncomfortable and make it look as, as beautiful and like comfortable and natural as possible when yeah. it's really not. Yeah. I, People I, think it's easy. It is not it's, easy. It's not easy. Uh, there, there's a day when Roxanne is going to get vengeance for all the things I've put her through. You haven't put me through that much. I have I've, proof. Yeah. I've got pictures of rocks and sharp things. You're and right. You do. And water coming up over my head yes. waves. <laughs> there's, yep. there's a great yeah, picture oh. that I think we may have had on here before. We where have. I was taking a picture of Roxanne and we could we could all see this big crashing wave coming towards these three models and not one of the photographers made a peep. Not at all. <laughs> we all and we, we were all in a great pose together and then all of a sudden we're soaked. And there's that hit that the uh, face of when the water hit us we're like ah! <laughs> whenever i feel depressed i put up this picture of roxanne screaming oh, oh man it's funny. it was that's, funny that's, it was all in good fun though it was in good that's, fun that was you know, a great that's day part of it we had so much fun <laughs> part of a shoot is a getting, big, a, getting one of my big events where we uh put people together buttocks oh is this my end shot i have to check oh, <laughs> yes that's the last shot <laughs> <laughs> Brian always does booties for me at the end, um, and and quite quite rightly so. Well, I have one, but you can have two. Yeah, That's true. Oh, I agree. Or three or four. <laughs> it almost looks like a, a mirror shot. I like that the angle of the bodies works with the angle of the rocks, and and the rock is somewhat crystalline, so it's cracked in very very straight lines. It looks like they're they could almost be parallel if you had put the other girl down lower. Is that? I wonder if that's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is. See, that's from the edge. You can get one and then yeah. two. It looks like it to me, but um, I think. I mean, I like it. This is like almost like a V, well, yeah. upside down, but <laughs> a it, mountain. It's a, a fine image, and again, it's this super super wide aspect ratio, and I think I really really like it. You can expect to be in super wide aspect here very soon. Oh wait, aspect. Yes, aspect. <laughs> 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 I like to be cheeky here on the podcast now and then. Oh, cheeky. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not bumming me out. Oh. oh too we, far? Too far? Met? No, it's never too far. Um, right when you can come to work and laugh a lot. So, yeah. uh, rumor has it you have just finished producing a new video. Should we stick it in right about here? here? No, here. No, here. Here. Oh, okay. oh, fine. Okay. All right. Play <laughs> the video.
Well, that's fantastic. And that is a tremendous opportunity for all of us that can't make it. Um, the Firstly, I, I want to say the production value is great. That that video is really well done, and you won't be uh, you won't be making one of those every year. That's probably not. I think the prob- budget's probably, probably pretty not. high on those. That, that was <laughs> amazing. Something that we've been working on for three years now. It's the biggest project I've undertaken in this in this nature. But um, our goal is really to take a an experience that only currently you know people that are more financially well off can afford that, you know, ranges from $4,500 to up to $9,000 for being on location for up to nine days and bring it into a way that, you know, almost anybody could afford for a couple hundred bucks and to still not just have, you know, like Lydia.Linda.com or something where they're going through, you know, just a few videos, but really try to recreate the creative intensive where it takes the person through the same curriculum that the people on location go through, um, the same um, inspirational things, the same presentations that we go through, the same on location um, lessons, which are, yeah, just amazing to see and see some of the locations and the models that are there. Um, But how to take that and adapt that into their own photography. And we've tried to take this concept of putting something in a box so that it's not, again, just a set of videos, but it's as much of the experiences we can recreate as possible. I know that that, that that it's it's not meant to be a, a sales tool or a lead into the big workshop, but I have to tell you, if I go through this thing and it, it looks it looks fantastic, I got a funny feeling that I'm going to be reprioritizing a few things in the next year. Going, I, I'm going yeah. on the next trip. Sometimes, you know, and, and again, you know, we were talking earlier, and I mentioned we only we're only in this life once, and so. For me, like, it, you know, it doesn't mean I go and like break the bank every opportunity I get. But when something comes along, that's really amazing. Um, I invest in it. You know, my wife and I, I don't know if you had a chance to see on Netflix, uh, Tony Robbins documentary called I'm Not Your Guru. No, I uh, haven't. I highly recommend it. Um, it's, it's a documentary of his highest level event, which costs 5000 per person. Um, we watched the documentary. I started reading uh, some of his books and listening to his audiobooks, And now we're going down in Florida for his highest level event. And it's same thing. I've gotten just so much value from it. And that's the thing that I try to do with the workshops is just over deliver as much value as I possibly can pack into that short a time frame. And the people that come, yeah, they come again and again and they want to, um, you know, get them on a creative high and opens up their door of what's possible and who wouldn't Absolutely want that. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, any, any other projects on the horizon? Um, we will be, and don't share this with anyone. I haven't made it public yet. Okay. (laughs) We will be launching, uh, a new workshop on the Olympic Peninsula in Washington state. Get the car. Oh yeah. (laughs) Which is one of, if you haven't seen it, it's one of the most, uh, dramatic, beautiful, stunning stretches of shoreline in probably the world. Does it help that I have a big sailboat in Anacortes? Wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't yeah. hurt. Let me see what I can come up with. <laughs> My brother's yeah. sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where's the best place to to find your work? Um, obviously, this video is embedded in the um, yep. in the feed, but where else can we Dynam- find your things? Dynamicphotoworkshops.com is our main website where you can um, register for our events and learn more about them. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have uh, videos up on Vimeo and YouTube if you just look up Dynamic Photography Workshops. Um, my own personal work is intimationsofspirit.com. That 
is a work in progress. I just shifted websites around and I'm rebuilding it, but uh, it's it's about halfway done. But um, that's my okay. own personal. We'll, we'll get a, a link over models that want to contact you and put their their name in the hat for workshops. Yeah, for sure. And I I, I love hearing from new people, and I, I always try to balance bringing returning models with new people that haven't gotten to experience it. Um, probably Model Mayhem is the easiest place okay. for me to keep track of all the Perfect. conversations in one place. Um, 4010 is my number, um, or just look up Joel Belmont. I will okay. make sure that's in the, uh, in the links in the show notes. And definitely. Yeah. Send me a message Excellent. and yeah, Roxanne, we should talk as well. I think we should. <laughs> so, uh, as always, any, any listeners that feel like, Hey, you need to go talk to photo whoever, or if you're like, my work is awesome and I want to have a picture at the end of the show. Just send us a link. You can go to the bottom of the blog post for any of the shows on thisweekinphoto.com. Fill out the little form. Give us a link where we can see your stuff. We would love to see your stuff. Mm -hmm. Make sure to include your email address. I had two of them this week. I could not reply to them. I'm like, there's no email address. I mean, it's oh, nice. No. It's great. They said great things. <laughs> um, and one, one last thing, at rounding it out, I want to thank everybody who heeded our, our call to action to write some reviews on YouTube, yes. or sorry, on um, iTunes. iTunes. YouTube's good, too. Uh, it They finally started populating. We still have some that we don't know where they went to, and um, if yours didn't show up, write it again if you feel like it. <laughs> uh, but it did populate, so we will stop banging on about that. Just thank you yeah. very much, everybody. Yeah, thank you again to our guests and um, This Week in Photo for making this podcast possible. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or see the unedited episode, especially this episode, because <laughs> Lord knows there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of nudity in this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's over at thisweekinphoto.com. Get logged into the site. You don't have to pay anything. But once you're logged in, the unedited version will show up on the blog post about halfway down the page. And you can check that out. Probably no gallery images for this because uh, I, I I don't think we have anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> uh, is, but all beautiful work. So yeah, much fun. And Joel, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been great. Yeah. Thanks, Roxanne and Brian. It's great having having me back. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. We'll see you next time on Twip Glam. See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.